Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps, an audio postcard from the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. I'm Stephen Maggi. Did you ever wish you were a little taller? I know as one of the shortest kids in my class, I sure did. But being tall isn't always easy. Today you'll meet Krista Kay, who at six foot six inches can attest to that. You might know Krista as she was the star of TLC's My Giant Wife. She's now a rising star in Vegas, considered one of the funniest comedians in town. Today you'll also learn about a great stop for your next trip. Did you ever see a glass blower in action and say to yourself, boy, I'd love to do that? Well, now you can. You'll meet renowned glass blower Robert Shield, who can teach you how at his Studio Royal International Glass Blowing Academy in North Las Vegas. And as always, our regulars are here. Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com continues his look at the Las Vegas residency. Scott thinks that just like everything else in this town, when it comes to residencies, the cream will rise to the top. The Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford, is back again. When you place bets on sports, you don't have to bet on your favorite team. There are countless ways of betting on any sport. Are these decent bets? The wizard will opine. Finally, sommelier Matt Leos gives his take on the Vegas tradition of good, cheap food. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When you grow up as a kid in this country, uh, it's never really easy. You know, it's, it's tough. If, if there's anything different about you, and when I say different, I mean different than the typical kid at that age. You got you to gotta live with it and learn how to deal with it. We got somebody, great person, Krista Kay. She's a comedian, and she was also on the show TLC's my giant life and she's tall right six foot six that's really tall <laughs> yeah i mean as somebody who's five foot eight let me tell you six foot six is tall but uh you know krista it was one of those things everybody else you finally had to get that self-confidence to get to get past that how long did it take you know what was it where you finally said okay you know what this is who i am i'm gonna i'm gonna live with this and and do it right right um well i think my first thing is um when i found basketball because i'm like it kind of gave me a reason to be tall <laughs> exactly. so i had a lot of success in you know sports and all that but i think i was about 17 when i realized that i wasn't gonna get shorter like i know that sounds silly but you know like i i guess it was like maybe I'll stop growing. And then I learned that I wasn't going to. So um, no, maybe younger than that. I think I had the hardest time in middle school with it just because, I mean, I feel like that's the most awkward time for everyone. And I wasn't quite good at sports yet and clothes didn't fit. And, you know, I was like born and raised in the middle of nowhere, South Dakota. So there wasn't really <laughs> options for like clothing. So I just always felt like really awkward, but yeah, I don't know. You start to realize that you're not going to get shorter and right. I had to make a choice. Like I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it. And I made the decision to not be angry the rest of my life. So <laughs> no, it's a great thing, you know, yeah. a beautiful person grows up there. Uh, mm-hmm. 
was it one of those things too when you're growing up? You know, kids can be mean, right? Of course, like that. Yeah. And then the thing like you're saying with basketball, just being really good at that, that way, of getting that aggression out too, where you can Absolutely. use the height for your success. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, once you like, I don't know, I was kind of uncoordinated a little bit. Um, so once you kind of get into that, and uh, you know, of course, everyone told me you have to be a basketball player. I mean, I still right. get it all the time, and you know, luckily I was a basketball player. I'm kind of worried, like how people would treat me if I told them I didn't play basketball. <laughs> like, it's like I'm just a waste of a tall person, I guess. <laughs> well, you, you were good. I was looking at your records. You were block shots oh, and so yeah. forth, sets all sorts of records. Right. Yep. And this was before the WNBA, right? So it wasn't like you could, um, you were going to go pro or just the beginning of it. Where the yeah. So I know it was. It already. What was that? Ninety. What was that? I don't know. I graduated yeah. high school in 2006, so I know it was around, but. Um, then I, I got a full ride to play uh, college basketball right. um, at Northern State, and then I ended up playing professional in Australia. So right, right. Yeah. And, and what was that like? Uh, it was a lot more aggressive than it was here. So, um, but it was a blast. I mean, I had tons of fun. I mean, not many people can say they played on the other side of the world. So, and how do you like living over there? Was that a whole different culture shock to you? Yeah. Well. It, I think the biggest culture shock was the fact that I was living in Melbourne, Australia, which is almost like 6 million people. And I come from a town right. of 3,500. <laughs> and so, and we had to drive and stuff. So I'm not used to driving in a city on its own, let alone the other side of the road, other side of the car. Yeah. that oh, yeah. I always wondered, did, how long did it take? Cause I always think, geez, if I had to go drive over one of these places, yeah. just that other side of the road, there's gotta be a little few times for oops. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, cause you have to fight your instincts. Cause here you just like veer to the right and then they have a lot of roundabouts mm -hmm. and I would veer to the right well it turns on that's oncoming traffic <laughs> so I don't know how I didn't get in to a car accident there, but... <laughs> well, that's great. The Aussies fun. Are, are fun, aren't they? I mean, they generally, mm -hmm. they tend to really enjoy Americans and so forth. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if you hear an Australian accent here, everyone's like, oh, hey, you know? So, yeah, I would just say hello, and they're like, wow, an American. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you did a lot with this, because not only did you play basketball, you got, like, your scholarship, and you played in college, but mm -hmm. you also got even a master's degree in counseling. Mm -hmm. I wasn't counseling, it was what, psychology? Yeah, yeah, um, it was counseling, yeah, mental health counseling yeah or psychology I mean same thing yeah. and from that you kind of got into the motivational speaking thing which makes a lot of sense sure yep absolutely because um, I was a therapist for like two years and then um, I'm an empath so it totally did not work for me at all so I just kind of absorbed everyone's um, stuff <laughs> and so and it started affecting my own life and I'm like well I want to find a way where I can help people but maybe not everyone's story coming back at me and that's what made me think of speaking more with comedian Krista Kay in just a moment. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today, Scott continues his look at the Vegas residency. Why is it that some do well and others don't? One of the things we saw with like Lady Gaga, okay, she's a big star, but there's a lot of big stars. She made Vegas a priority, and it felt that way, you know, where she'd play in small places around town. She'd bring in some of her co-stars and so forth on stage. Vegas requires a little work. It's not just automatic. Uh, absolutely right. And there's kind of a secret sauce that I don't really know. I mean, they're big names, but other big names have, have done it here. Uh, I don't, I think Lady Gaga's success comes from, she's freaking Lady Gaga. I mean, there are some, some things that are more sure things than others. Uh, and then you kind of got the, the next tier down. You got a J-Lo or, a, I mean, there's just a, you know, 
there, there's Paula Abdul. Who knows how she's going to do? There's a bunch where you just kind of like, this is, feels like hit and miss. You know, the, the, uh, it used to be that entertainer, entertainers would come here kind of in the waning years of their career. I think they're coming sooner, so that helps a little bit. It helps to have an actual more current hit. Uh, but but ultimately, audiences are fickle, and there's so much. When you come to Vegas, there's so many other things to do. I just don't see entertainment, that kind of show, as being the big driver. I think a couple of years ago, everybody thought that would be that'll be a lifesaver. You know, we're going to have these residencies, and it's going to drive visitation. That we're going to have all these big stars, and I think they're seeing it's like it's a lot harder. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's hard work. At any level, you've got to have so much money to invest in marketing and advertising because you're competing against 20 other residencies. You've got one at Wynn. You've got one at pretty much just every venue in town has a residency of some sort. And you're seeing that same thing. It's funny, but I think the DJs are a good example, too, because DJs used to be kind of, here's the sure thing. We're going to give them a million dollars for this residency, and they're just not pulling them in. Uh, there's people over at the Palms now at Chaos, multi-million dollar contracts. They're not making money. So there's no sure. I think beyond entertainment, uh, beyond DJs, there's nothing that's a sure thing in Las Vegas. To me, that's the wall. You just never know. And the strangest things that you think, uh, the best example I can think of is Absinthe, the show at Caesars Palace. When I first saw it, I'm like, well, that's a pretty good show. This thing has been killing it for years now. It's a variety show with some comedy. You just never know what's gonna hit. That has such good buzz, talented variety acts. They've been killing it. You've had other shows come in. Everybody's raving. They love it. Fuerza Bruta, it's it's a visionary show. It closes in three weeks. There's Broadway-style shows. It's so, ta they're talented. What an amazing, done in three weeks. Like. It, it truly is. That's one of the things I love about Vegas because it gives me stuff to do. I get to let people know what's coming, what's going, what's failing, what's succeeding. Uh, so it makes it much more interesting than just kind of, well, here I am. Uh, here's my show. And it's just going to be a, a crazy success. I like that there's a big question, even with the biggest acts, if those shows are going to fly. Scott will be back again next week. Remember, check out VitalVegas.com every day. When it comes to what's ever happening in Las Vegas, Scott's the best place to go for the inside scoop. You can also follow Vital Vegas on social media. They're everywhere. More with comedian Krista Kay in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Krista Kay, star of TLC's My Giant Life, and a regular at Jokestar's Comedy Club at the D in downtown Las Vegas. The whole idea of motivational speaking, in some cases, that can do way more for people than therapy, because yeah. there's not that pressure 
and yet you can identify with the speaker. Absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, because I, as a therapist, you only know what people tell you, you right. know, and it, it's like you said, the pressure of like, what do I say? And, you know, it's, I mean, therapy's awkward a lot of times. So, you know, if you're sitting there doing your own self-reflection, listening to a speaker, I think that can be just as beneficial. Yeah, so. yeah, I th- and, I, and I can see your point. I, I think mm. I'd be the same way where mm-hmm. you start, you're listening to other people's problems. You go, oh my God, wonder is that me? Or, and then <laughs> right. you have that fight back. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, and of course, the logical extension of this is comedy. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about the TLC show, My sure. Giant Life. Now, yeah. first of all, Reality shows. Oh, uh, we, we've heard all sorts of things about reality shows. Yeah. Uh, we talked to Dirk Verman, who did uh, Bad Ink on A&E. Okay. And he can do you know an hour of why it's horrible and how it's not reality. <laughs> what was yes. your experience with that? Um, pretty much the same thing. Um, I guess for me, I didn't really realize it at the time as much. It's more how they edit, which is the surprise. And I don't see the final product until everyone else does. Um, but there was definitely, you know... I'm not like a fighter, I you know, but I right. lived with a girl that was six foot nine. And so they kind of, um, I was told later that I was picked for the show. One, because I was from South Dakota, because that's unique, I guess. And um, another, because I had um, my counseling degree. Mm-hmm. And so they roomed me with a girl that, you know, was kind of known for having drinking problems and stuff like this. <laughs> And we were both like freshly single. So they're like, let's put them in Vegas. <laughs> so that's actually what brought me here to Vegas is that show. And, um, so they would, you know, try to, you know, pretend like she was stealing my, well, hang on. She was stealing my clothes, first of all. And, but they were like, ooh, now let's, you know, you need to go in there and yell at her about it. And wow. I'm like, this is not how I would handle this, you know? Right. No, so, I, I'm just, just from the little time we've <laughs> talked, I can tell yeah. that's not your approach. I'm like, yeah, I would just be like, can you please just ask first? Like, that's how I would handle it. But they were like, oh, you need to get in there. You tell her what's up. I'm like, I cannot. And it's so funny that we're talking about this right now because actually um, two years ago, that episode that I'm talking about aired. Mm -hmm. So I got little memories of it on Facebook and I'm like, oh my gosh. And (laughs) seeing it, it must bother you again because now you're saying, well, that's not me. Right. Well, and then of course, like the trolls on the social media are like, oh, you're mean and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And especially that's how, you know, comedy came into it because I did do stand up on the show and they were like having me do jokes about her. Which, she actually has a really good sense of humor. She knew I was going to say some jokes. So it really wasn't a big deal at the time. Right. But then how they edit it, it's like, oh my gosh, she got up there and talked crap. And I'm like, oh my God. No, I didn't, you know? And I was, I was more nervous for my comedy to be on international television. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, she's mean. Like, well, no, I guess I'm that's not. the good part of it is you do get some attention, which is important. For sure, yeah. And that's helped, obviously, with comedy and all that, but... That would be awful, I would think, because not being able to be in the editing process at all, and again, especially finding it out while you're watching it, has got to be horrible. I know. It was, yeah. Like I think there was um, eight episodes. Yeah, so once a week for eight weeks, <laughs> I was like a mess. <laughs> so what would you tell somebody if they said, you know, they're going to have some reality show, whatever it may be, uh, because, I, I, and I'm getting the idea from talking to you, and of uh-huh. course from Dirk from before, the, it doesn't matter. They make up the reality. It's true. It's so true, but you do sign a contract, you know, because there's a bunch of contracts involved and it's like, we're not responsible. You know, you can't like sue them for defamation or anything like that. So, I mean, you're kind of aware that it's not going to be well. And I guess I didn't feel as nervous about it because of like who I was going to be filming with. I know that sounds kind of bad, but like in comparison, I'm like, I like how bad could I be portrayed? But I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I, I would imagine it's not even quite that. I mean, 
if you could direct something like that, what, how would you do it differently? Would you t- try to do it differently? Because I, I think people just want to see train wrecks. There's l- at least the, the theory true. behind these reality shows. Absolutely. I know. And I mean, yeah, she, she kind of was. One. <laughs> so, I mean, she was like the perfect like reality star, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and then I come in, not in the entertainment industry at all. Like she's had acting background and everything. Like I'm literally like, this is crazy because they're wanting me to do things that aren't me. And yeah, for sure. And then they'll create situations that you're unaware of. Just for an example, thank God this never aired, but they wanted, well, we did like a little girls night out or whatever. And they had everyone leave. And then I was the last one. And the bartender was like, um, who's going to pay the bar tab? Like you need to pay. And then she was like freaking out. And of course, like we don't have to pay for anything when we're out (laughs) shooting. Yeah. And then, um, my producer is like, oh, just give them your credit card. And then they interviewed me afterwards, and they're like, oh, how's it make you feel that Lindsay stuck you with that bill? I'm like, she did. No one had to pay. What are we doing? Oh, no, this is crazy. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And they, let's talk about a couple of things. People see people that are tall, right? Yes. And particularly women. Yeah. They're saying, okay, models are supposed to be tall. So that, part, that part's good. Yeah. But how, how do you find clothing? Because I know as an overweight short guy, <laughs> it can be difficult. So I could imagine it must be tough. That just isn't what normally is on the, uh, on the yeah, rack. Right, for sure. Well, I guess back when I was growing up, really the only like pants that were long enough were Wranglers. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you're familiar with those, yeah, but yeah. they're like cowboy <laughs> jeans. Yeah, it was constantly awkward. But now, thankfully, there are you know, boutique kind of, I guess, clothing lines that cater to taller women. Um, and another perk is being on that show, there were a, a couple different companies that would send us free clothes nice. so we could wear on TV. So I was like, free clothes that are long <laughs> enough? This is crazy. <laughs> During the whole process, I would always think of like my little kid self because I, right. I literally thought I was the only tall girl. Right. And so, you know, I was like, wow, this would be so awesome if this show existed when I was younger and feeling alone. So, right, you know, right. so I think that's kind of that's the positive that that brings to people you know just to realize they're not alone more with comedian reality star author and life coach krista k in just a moment time now for luxury living vegas style featuring the star of flipping vegas gaty madrano Let's talk about uh, Las Vegas itself, because a lot of people see it and they say, wow, they, they know the Strip and so forth. But there's all sorts of different types of places to live. I mean, there's all sorts of options for people, isn't there, besides uh, obviously a high rise on the Strip? It's amazing. The options that we have here is are things that people don't know. There are people that have been living here for years, and, and they don't even know too much about the high-rises. People that are just, hey, we're going to come live in a house outside of the Strip. And reversely, people that just know the Strip because they're in the hospitality industry or or that's just all they know, that's all they visited, and they'll look at the homes and like, wow, the selection of homes is incredible. I just sold one that looks like a, it's like in a cottage-type neighborhood. Newer, modern, but cottage-like, and it's just so unique. It's like this, this quirky little... You know, and it's priced incredibly well. It's under 350, and it's this gorgeous little home with the community pool, gated, and everything. And then you have the ultra modern, and then you have just the regular Spanish style and the stucco and all of that. Like the selection of homes is really incredible. Some of them mimic California, others mimic like Tesla type. You know what I mean? Really modern, all the bells and whistles, all those clean lines, and then of course all the high rises. And even with the high rises, it can get very specific into the type of high rise or mid rise even, which is an in between and you have all these different options. It's it's really incredible. And a lot of people just generally don't know that we offer so many options over here in Las Vegas. 
You can see Gady on Flipping Vegas on the DIY Network, and you can bring her on to help you with your move to, from, or inside Las Vegas. Contact her at GadyRealEstate.com. More with comedian Krista Kay in just a moment. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. Have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Orleans Hotel and Casino, the best deal in Vegas. They've got great rooms, great dining, and an incredible price. And it's especially beautiful at Christmas time. Call for reservations or make them online at orleanscasino.com. You're listening to the very funny Chris Takei, who comes to Vegas via South Dakota. I don't know. It's it's hard for sure. But then I also, if I run into another tall guy, mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, I'm your only option," you know. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah." So I'm pretty much loving being single right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point where you thought, you know, this is for me? Because it, it, it's not just a matter of, "Oh, I can make fun of a particular situation." You still got to be funny. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, well, because it, it honestly did take me a while to take it seriously because, of course, I have my educational background. And, you know, comedy was something that the TV show picked for me. I mean, I, I suggested, right. like, some I always wanted to try. Um, you know, but I, obviously when I was on the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be a fun little storyline, like, silly, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but then I didn't start taking it seriously till I don't know, maybe six months or so after that. Well, you must have the gift for it, too, because I don't care how tall you are and how much that's a a thing. It's scary to go do what you do. Getting out in front of an audience with a microphone, you're out there. Yeah. Well, and what I always like to say, because, you know, people, when I first started doing it, they're like, you don't even have any stage fright. I'm like, but I walk around every day as if I'm on a stage anyway. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter if, you know, I'm in sweatpants or all dolled up. If I go on public, everyone's staring at me. Well, actually, I would think that Las Vegas might work even better, though, because people are associated with tall girls, showgirls, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So maybe, in a sense, this this market is be. a little more understanding, or at least it's not as unusual here true. in South Dakota. Yeah, say. that is true. Yeah, I'm just like a street performer, <laughs> I guess. I've actually had people hand me money on Fremont Street. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just here trying to have fun. Wow. Okay. You ever think, maybe I need to get a different top or something, or or a different outfit. What am I doing here? (laughs) Like, purchase one of those circles or whatever. (laughs) Well, you actually have a great sense of humor. Uh, Now, I know you play over at the D, which is a fun place. Jokester? Mm -hmm. uh, Jokesters, yes. Okay, so if we come in there, we can look for you. You may may or may not be there, but uh, you play there a lot. Yeah, so when I'm booked there, I'm booked there by the week. So, um, uh, But yeah, my my next one's coming up... um, it's on a hookah lounge that I produce myself. It's called mm. the Hybrid at Hades, which is called um, Hades is the hookah lounge. Yeah, um, and it's a variety show that I produce. So I'm gonna have like comedy magic. Um, there's like a little sketch comedy and then uh, music parodies, and that's thurs- this Thursday at ten o'clock. Oh. These friends of yours, you do them with, that kind of thing? You put kind of a little group together? Yeah, yep. I book a bunch of different local comics, and uh, sometimes it's comics coming through from LA or wherever. So yeah, there's a whole Facebook thing about it. <laughs> well, and you've got a, your website is Krista K coaching.com. Correct. 
so how do we hire you? And we, you know, we can hire you for comedy acts somewhere. What about with the coaching set? What are you doing there? Mm-hmm. So um, I've actually kind of strayed away from that a little bit just because comedy's gotten a lot well, busier. Good, right. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but I actually have my coaching certificate through the Tony Robbins program. Ah. So that's, um, you know, because I was trying to do coaching and, um, you know, uh, speaking and stuff together. Um, but I'll probably get more um, into the speaking now that I have a children's book out. Did I tell you about that? No, I want to hear about it. Tell me. Yeah. It's a children's book. So what's it's a, a children's tell me. book. Yes. Um, so it's called Ahead Above the Rest. And it's, um, I should have brought one in, but um, it's, um, they're all animal characters. The main character is a giraffe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, basically just kind of. Um, the whole goal is to put up a shield against bullying. Yeah. And so, um, you know, all the different characters are different animals. So obviously the girl starts out like, oh, I'm tall, clothes don't fit, all that. And then um, she was getting made fun of. And then she kind of takes back some l- lessons to the school. You know, like, however anyone treats you, that's a reflection of who they are, has nothing to do with who you are. So, you know, if someone's bullying you, they can't be very happy with themselves because... You know. That's absolutely true. Yeah, so she kind of brings that lesson back, and then all of a sudden all the other characters are, you know, I have a rhino that's like, oh, I don't like how big my nose is, you right. know, and then like a zebra that's like, I don't like that I'm only black and white, you know. Yeah, and, and I think everybody gets it to a certain extent. For sure. You know, and it, it's Absolutely, because we're all different, you know, and it could be just that you really like Star Wars or something. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and like I said before, <laughs> you know, and, and kids inherently – can be mean. They just can be. It's absolutely. Well, I guess we're born with it, unfortunately. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. And that, that's good. So you, you can kind of help somebody uh, as they grow up with that, because it's yeah. going to get better. You've proven that. They just have to kind of, uh, uh, for sure, believe it and well, see it. And you, you know, the only thing we really control is our perspective. You know, because I could mm. still be like hating how tall I am, hating people talking to me. But the perspective is okay. Now, now I'm a comedian. Now I'm looking at everything as you know, content or you right. know, like a set. I'm like, yeah, say weird stuff to me. I want to write this down, you know? So it just, yeah. But the, the last line of the book is um, when you learn to love yourself, you can be ahead above the rest, no matter how tall you are. So I love that. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. I really do. Cause you, I remember it was one of the things I read in your bio, which I found really interesting. Your was it a ballet teacher or a dance teacher? Was yes. telling you stop growing. Yeah, <laughs> I was nine years old, and yeah, that is it, really a horrible thing to tell isn't somebody. That crazy. That's the one thing you can't do. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Well, my, yeah, um, but I remember that, and of course she she just wanted my outfit to fit, you know. <laughs> by the time we had to perform, but I know I I just that's crazy that I remember that. Is your family real tall? Is everybody tall in the family? Yeah, I'm I'm taller than both my parents, but um, my dad's kind of the weird one. He's only six one, but his brothers are like <laughs> six eight and stuff. So, yeah, and I my grandma's like four ten or something like that. Wow, poor grandma. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah she had seven kids and they're all huge. <laughs> Like, what the heck? Well, I, Krista, I think people will love seeing you. Let's uh, tell people where they can find you on the web and so forth. So if they want to yeah. come out here and see you, where where do they go? Um, so all my events will be um, on my Facebook page, which is Krista K Comedy. Okay. And comedy is spelled with a C. So okay. Yeah, everything else is with a K. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and K is K-A-Y. Yeah. And um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, again, Krista K Comedy. Um, you can go to my website. I'm actually having a new website come out probably like 
at the end of this week, and it'll be KristaKComedy.com. So. Oh, great. So we're going to yeah. jump on that, KristaKComedy.com. Yes. Great. Well, thanks yeah. so much. Hope to have you on again. Yeah. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Up next, an artist that works in glass. His name is Robert Shield, and he can teach you how to glass blow as well. Time now for statistician, actuary, and expert in gaming odds and probabilities, the Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford. You can not only bet on any sport in Nevada sports books, but you can also bet on a plethora of things besides the final score. Well, you know, you mentioned baseball, and I, I kind of agree with you. What little I've done, baseball seems to be like, maybe the best one that's true was always around the pitcher. Now they have all these bets that you can bet by the inning, you can bet after who's going to be hit after five innings. Those things, kind of those goofy bets that we see in the Super Bowl, or can people really do something with that? You know, I like those goofy bets. I have analyzed stuff like, will there be a score? Will there be a run scored in the first inning? Um, and parlaying, say, the, the total to who wins, stuff like that. And there are advantages to be found, but they're usually extremely thin advantages. I don't think that for the average person it's worth a lot of time spending. But if you're just a recreational player in baseball, I would go to a sports book like William Hill that has 10 cent juice and just stick to who's going to win or lose. If you, if you are tempted to bet anything like, like an exotic bet, like who will win after five innings, will there be a run scored in the first inning, I would look, I'd just look at the juice. Like if you see the lines are plus 130, minus 150, that's 20 cent juice. You know, that's average. It, but if it's plus 140, minus 170, that's 30 cent juice. That's a lot more. So I, no matter what the sport is, I recommend just trying to minimize that juice. And you can probably tell, I'm not saying a whole lot of stuff like bet the Red Sox, bet the New York Giants, bet, bet this team, bet that team. No, I think that you can do well in sports betting not knowing a darn thing about sports. The Wizard returns again next week with more advice. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas. But by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. To Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Las Vegas has it all, including glass blowing. And we're going to meet Robert Shields of Studio Royale. Fascinating thing how stuff turns into glass with fire and whatever. Uh, Robert, how long have you been in this business? I've been doing uh, glass blowing now for 35 years. It's been my first job as I left school. 
which is fascinating stuff. I mean, you learn to work with fire and so forth. I mean, it's more than just making a vase and stuff, right? You can, can talk about what you what you got out there. It is. It's the art form, and you can create just about anything in glass. The first thing I learned to do is the uh, hand-blown glass swans, which were very popular in the 70s to 80s. Uh, I spent 10 years in the uh, glass factory on the Gold Coast of Australia, uh, where I learnt the craft. And then we toured around all the shopping malls in Australia and then I brought it out to uh, Las Vegas uh, in the early 90s and 10 years ago got my green card to come over here and teach Americans. Well, yeah, in fact, you're you're teaching students right now at the La Francis Studios, is that right, in North Las Vegas? That's right. Uh, We are in North Las Vegas uh, on Alexander and Lamb in North Las Vegas. And uh, we do a lot of students. uh, We get a lot of students off Groupon. And uh, anyone that wants to come down, we do one-on-one classes, uh, one hour. And uh, each time you come in, you actually make something different. You start off with a uh, simple little leaf pendant to anything up to the uh, glass, shot glasses to uh, dragons. What kind of skill set are you looking for? What, what kind of natural abilities do people need to be good at this? Anyone. It helps if you're uh, an artist uh, that you have a skill, but anyone can come in and take the class. They uh, watch us and uh, we you go on the one-on-one teaching and uh, everybody learns to make a glass leaf uh, under our construction. I think that's a lot of fun. I mean, even just the curious, just to be able to do that. I mean, you're playing with fire, right? (laughs) It is playing with hot fire. So we have a waiver where you sign when you come into the studio, uh, just in case you burn your fingers. Well, I assume with uh, your leadership and so forth, uh, that would be somebody's own fault. Because I imagine you have to – safety is a big issue with that, right? It's something you're always looking at to make sure people realize what they're doing. Yes, we uh, we go over all that and uh, and it's like big safety playing with the hot fire and glass. So let's say somebody comes out there and you teach them that and they get a feel for it, they get good. Where can they go with it from that? I mean, can they get better and better and do more things? Uh, how does that work? Of course, exactly. It takes a lot of practice and uh, a lot of t- studio time. And we, we take on, uh, we, you can come in, we offer a 12-session, uh, uh, one-hour class. And each time you come in, you make something different. So each time you make a leaf or an icicle, to a dolphin and uh, and we go on from there and then we have also two day workshops which is more the advance for when you get into it yeah and it's a lot of fun too right because you have that artistic fun but you also have it's a lot of dexterity involved with this uh, yes uh, so yeah uh, so just come in and Give us a call. You can call us on 702-465-5114. And uh, any 24 hours, you can get hold of me. And uh, we're in North Las Vegas. Well, I want to ask you one question about the field of black glass blowing. My daughter went to school in Tacoma, Washington, where Shaluli is from and so forth. Yep. Is that one of the like, real heroes in that whole business? Because he just seems so prolific up in the Pacific Northwest. It is. That's where all the glass blowers are up on the, around uh, Seattle. Uh, Jahuli is one of the ones worldwide. Uh, everybody's heard of Jahuli. 
and uh, where you can do all the bigger stuff. And uh, we do have a uh, furnace now set up in North Las Vegas uh, where we can start doing the bigger pieces like Chihuly. I think this is exciting. And people, you can get right in on the ground floor, head out to the LaFrancis Studios in North Las Vegas. And if people just want to look, is can they go look like in the showroom? They can. We have a uh, showroom set up in the studio. It's a hot shop studio. And you can actually come in and take a tour. And uh, we can show you around. I think that's a great idea. But you know what? It would be really fun for you. You're going to spend a few days in Las Vegas. What a great trip to go out and come out with a piece of your own art. I think that's be a lot of fun. Exactly. Something different apart from gambling. <laughs> well, Robert Shields, thank you so much. We really look forward to coming out and visit you at the La Francis Studios in North Las Vegas. Have you maybe teach us how to do it and we'll keep a close eye on that. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Matt Leos is back. Matt's a former Psalm at Delmonico's and one of our experts on the Vegas good life. Decades ago, Vegas was known as a place to get a dining bargain. That's today's topic. Are there a couple places you could recommend where, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, but boy, you can have a special event. I mean, well, you mentioned South EDO. Point, going, that back, would be one. going back to South Point, mm-hmm. you can get those kinds of experiences. There may not be $2.99, and it may not be the best steak in the world, but their prime rib's pretty damn good. And they have some interesting Chinese food in that little Coronado Cafe that they have there. The prime rib in that building, though, is pretty damn good. Um, gaming's okay there. But, yeah, there's some good food. You can get good value there. The, the, it's a lo- the, it's, it's, I think that South Point's a little bit more focused on locals than, than the Strip itself. The Strip is, they got to make their money. Buffets. You always see buffets. Now, we know about... I'm not a buffet things. guy. I've never been a buffet well, guy. What about places like, I know the Bellagio... They say that all the food comes from these great restaurants and so forth. And some of these are, you know, they're not cheap. I mean, you go to like the Cosmopolitan. Uh, I guarantee BM. Bellagio has a massive kitchen the size of probably a, a 10,000 square foot house that only makes food for the buffet. So it's not food from the restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's, it, there is a chef de cuisine that is paid just to cook for or make sure that the food's cooked for the buffet. So that's that's completely separate entity. I'd imagine. And I'm 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 pretty sure I'm right. I'm not a buffet guy though. I can't really elaborate too much on buffet. Yeah. I don't know why I don't like buffets, but Thanks, Matt. Last week you met the newest member of our team, Hollis Jade. Hollis is the lead singer of the Love Zombies, and people have been asking how they can get a hold of her music. Well you can get both Love Zombies albums Passion Fruit, and No Slow Songs Live at Abbey Road. They are out now and available exclusively on their website, www.lovezombiesentertainment.com. You can also get Hollis's solo EP, Strange World, and other merchandise, including T-shirts and handmade items. Go to www.lovezombiesentertainment.com for all of this and more. Well, thanks for joining us today. Next week, you'll visit Wax Tracks Records just in time for Christmas as their inventory includes over a half a million pieces of music, vinyl, CDs, cassettes, and memorabilia. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. All the way.